0: Imagine this situation. You're walking up to a room, you hear a lot of chatter, and then you slowly open the door. And when you look inside, there's about 30 men, not a single woman. And everybody turns around to look at you. Now, even if it's just for one second, this type of situation would give you pause. Some women feel more comfortable than others in navigating this situation, going ahead and interacting with people regardless. I mentioned in a previous episode with Dr. Tony Collis that women represent about 25 to 30% of the workforce in tech. So this is a similar situation. More and more organizations are recognizing this gap and creating communities for women Communities where they can share their thoughts with other women and get ideas on how to grow themselves and how to navigate situations in the corporate workplace. My guest today is an advocate for women in STEM. She's the founder of Engineers Rising and an author of an Amazon bestseller, She Engineers. Her tagline goes, find your voice, engineer a career on your terms, and make your mark on the world. This is the story of Stephanie Slocum. My name is Arunakrishnan, best-selling author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. Stephanie has over 15 years of experience in engineering consulting. Now, through her various programs, she advocates for women in STEM.
1: My superpower, per se, is figuring out, uh, helping people navigate strategies around how do you deal with, for example, the, 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 I'm going to call them the sticky situations, uh, that technical women in particular often find themselves in as the only woman in the room or one of very few on their teams.
0: One common problem with women in tech is in how they approach job descriptions, job promotions, or opportunities for leadership.
1: I know I have personally done tons of research specifically in engineering tech STEM uh, areas, but there's lots of research about professional women as well, showing that um, women will only go for roles if they feel like they're 90% or more qualified. Uh, I think that statistic was made famous by Lean In initially, but then there's been a whole bunch of follow-up studies on that men will go for roles, statistically speaking, if they only have half of the qualifications. Now, I don't say that to make any of our female listeners completely freak out, uh, but I think it's really, really important to be aware because there's a lot of societal pressures that we have internalized whether we think we have or not. So I was fortunate to be raised in a household where I was told you can be anything you want to be as long as you're willing to work hard and, you know, put it put in the hours and, and all of that, that sort of thing. Uh, and I still came out with um, the, these ingrained societal stereotype roles that tell us we shouldn't advocate for ourselves. We shouldn't negotiate our salary. We shouldn't push for things uh, that we really want, or, you know, we are the the peacekeeper types, types of people. Uh, and so I see these things even in myself. Uh, and so being able to see them and kind of call them out in yourself when they crop up. So that, that voice in your head, when the self-doubt creeps in, that you're looking at a job description, and all of a sudden it's almost like there's this little uh, self-doubting person on your shoulder that's like, you're not good enough. You know, why would they want you? And so recognizing that in the moment, and then shutting that down, uh, and I wish I could tell you that, you know, that translates into things like low confidence, which also, uh, specifically for technical women, uh, there's been a lot of studies on this as well, that uh, confidence actually predicts the gender pay gap, Uh, it predicts the self-advocacy gap, uh, and that's all very, like, If you feel like, you know, I just suck at advocating for myself, you are not alone at all. Uh, Whether it's a woman in tech, whether it's a professional woman, whether it's a woman in any field at all. Like this is something we all that it's a very common struggle. But the good news is you just have to learn to do it and practice it and get better at it.
0: Stephanie talks about self-advocacy, which means looking out for yourself and not waiting for someone to recognize all the talents in yourself Someone to come and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I want to give you this promotion. But finding ways to build those relationships, build those connections, and build your network.
1: My story is I'm super passionate about going to be involved in industry groups. uh, Because I can honestly say I would not be talking to you today. I would not have started my business uh, if I had not gotten involved in industry groups at a point in my career where I was like searching for that career clarity. You know, what is my purpose? All of all of those things. Uh, And I did that. And that's where I found the mentors that have kind of led me to where I am now.
0: Stephanie stepped out of her comfort zone and sought opportunities where she could learn from others. This is one way to grow ourselves and one way to create visibility. This inevitably gives you more opportunities. It opens more doors for you in your career. Stephanie sheds a little more light on the industry groups that she looked into
1: for example, in engineering and technology, there's a lot of engineering nonprofit societies. So examples, uh, American Society of Civil Engineers, American Society of Mechanical Engineers, there's international ones. Most of the American ones will have international members. There's IEEE for like electronics and tech. Uh, There's, I think I literally have a list of a hundred of these. There's a lot. Like whatever technical field you're in, uh, if you are a doctor, there's one for doctors. If you're a lawyer, there's one for lawyer. Like there, there are. Uh, look for nonprofit groups in your sector. They often have national committees, uh, and, and that's that's the type of committee that
0: I joined. Stephanie points out the importance of understanding the skill sets that you have to date. And that can be from a broad range of sources, not just purely in a corporate environment. And then understanding the type of growth you're looking for. But most importantly, truly understanding who you are.
1: You know, what are my skills? And just take out a piece of paper, inventory, all of those and pull them from like, okay, you don't have a leadership position at work right now, but you led this event you can work that into pretty much any job description. Uh, and then when you you know apply, owning who you are, and I think this is something, when I, my very first job in, in engineering, uh, I went so far as I walked into the office, there were two women hired in this 30 person engineering department. And I looked at what everyone else was wearing and I'm like, everyone's wearing like khakis and polos. Uh, and not sure if listeners can see this video, but if they can, I'm wearing blue and black and lots of colors. Like I am I am not a black, like white, gray, neutral person. Uh, but I changed what I wore because that's what I thought I needed to do to fit in. I literally changed my appearance because, oh, this is what a professional person in tech does. Uh, and when we do that, we start to lose those pieces of ourselves. We lose our it makes it even harder for us to find our purpose in our field, in our niche, or wherever our career path is going to lead us. So just starting with that, you know, take a piece of paper, write, make an inventory of your skills, what you like to do, and then going, taking that and going to look for jobs uh, would be like the very first step uh, for the job hunters out there. Uh, One more thing on job hunting before we get off of this topic. it is a rough job market out there, right now, uh, and I I, I want to acknowledge that and and state that uh, because you know even with a great network and and hiring a career coach and, and doing all the things you're supposed to do it is difficult to find a job. Uh, and so I just, I wanna say like to the people who are you know putting in the hours, putting in all the, the networking activities and, and putting in the, the resumes and all that sort of stuff to not give up, to keep hope, uh, to keep on submitting, uh, you will find a job, but you have to keep going.
0: In tough times like these, a job is a means to an end and may not always be fulfilling. It may not get us to our purpose. But, why is purpose even important? Why is that a factor? It's because once we align ourselves with the purpose, we execute with passion. Stephanie shares how she discovered her purpose. um
1: and so I uh, worked in engineering and tech for fifteen years. Uh, I worked for private consulting firms, kind of going up the the career ladder per se. Uh, I have a phrase I use now, which I didn't know at the time, but uh, I was essentially shooting myself to death. In that, I was doing a lot of things because I thought that's what you should be doing, that that was the right way to go on the career path, not because I had actually sat down and figured out this is what I want to do. And there's a huge distinction here. Uh, I think, you know, especially early in your career, like, you go through the school system, You it's very clear like how you're successful. You have grades, you have projects to do. And then you get out into the workforce and all of a sudden it's not so clear. Uh, it's, you know, maybe you have, a, you're fortunate enough to have a great manager that can at least give you some sort of a roadmap. A lot of people aren't. Um, but I spent those 15 years kind of learning all the technical skills, going up through the ranks, getting to manage projects, all of those sorts of things. Uh, during that time, I also had three uh, three children. Uh, and about, I would say about 10 years in, I hit a kind of professional, personal kind of crisis point at the same time. Uh, and the where I was working was a relatively small firm. And I was really struggling to get kind of the, the business, the people skills, the management training stuff uh, that I really wanted. Uh, remember, I said at the beginning that my superpower is some of the strategy stuff knew I was good at that, but I wasn't able to stretch those skills. Uh, So what I did was I I googled online, I looked for industry groups I could join because at the time, uh, I was the typical introverted person in tech that you would imagine. But I knew something had to change. So I googled these industry groups, I found uh, some committees. And so I applied to join these committees. Uh, The one I was rejected from and, and i want to preface this why I had no qualifications to join these committees uh, literally when i submitted the application I said that I'm really interested in the topic I really want to learn learn this stuff and be you know surrounded by other people who who know about it and I'm literally willing to do anything you need me to do you know presentation stuff uh, any basically grunt work so I could be on these committees. Uh, And I was very forthright about this. Uh, So the one committee I got rejected from pretty immediately. The other committee I am currently the chair of. (laughs) Um, And so this was at this point, I think it was about 10 years ago at this point that I I joined this committee as by far the youngest person. When I joined, I was uh, the only woman on the committee. Uh, And everyone else was like a CEO, a founder of their (laughs) firm. And then there's me.
0: Stephanie's willingness to put herself out there really expanded her knowledge. Her openness and her participation gained her access to industry leaders. This gave her the right support to do two things, write a book and start her own company.
1: One of my daughters was in her second grade class and they were working on a book writing project. And we got to talking and I'm like, yeah, I always wanted to write a book. And my second grader called me on it. She's like, well, mom, you're always telling us that, you know, if we, if you want to do something to just go do it, get started. And I'm like, well, I just got called out on my own, <laughs> my own stuff by my second grader. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all these things uh, that I have learned that I have been mentoring younger folks on into a story. Uh, And so I sat down to write a book that at first was almost like a gigantic memoir about how to navigate being a woman in engineering and tech with a, uh, even if you're the only woman in the room. I put all that into a book, Uh, the book is called She Engineers, uh, and I wrote it as a complete side project. I only told my family about it because it was one of those things I'm like, well, first, Am I actually going to get this done, right? There's my little doubt monster sitting on my shoulder and, and saying, am I going to get this done? Who am I as a technical person who had the last writing class I had in college to write a book? Um, and towards the end, because at this point, I had risen up through the corporate career ranks to uh, one level short of ownership at the firm I was at. So I was a primary client client contact. Most of the people I was working with were men. And when i got to the end i'm like okay am i actually going to publish this am i actually going to put this out into the world because you know i was concerned about backlash all, all the doubt what will people think of me all of those things uh but i kept on coming back to this idea that uh, i am hugely driven by helping other people so when we're talking about fighting your purpose finding your why for me and it's going to be different for everybody but for me i always want to show up in service of the person I am in front of. I thought to myself, you know, if I can put this book out into the world and help more women rise up into leadership positions, which I believe is the only way to fix this. More women in leadership is how, and and that's not just in technical fields, that's across the board. More women in leadership is how we fix this. Uh, And then six months after that book was published, pretty immediately I got asked to go do speaking gigs and stuff like that. And then six months after that book was published, I resigned from my engineering job to focus on uh, mentoring and leadership training and, and helping women navigate all this full time. I give a voice to the women who are stuck <laughs> in, in firms where they feel like they can't speak up about even just the self-doubt <laughs> gremlin that sits on your shoulder, uh, that they feel like you know they always have to put on the, the tough face uh, and when you do that for so long, it you, you feel like you have lost part of you. I mean, I remember make, waking up one morning and thinking to myself, you know, like I, I'm showing up as who I need to be here, but I'm not sure I like myself anymore. I want all the listeners to be inspired by that story, but more importantly, to understand. So again, there's a lot of social things going on in the world that makes us as women not even consider starting a business as a career path. Uh, And so I want to encourage you that if you've uh, kind of looked around and you're also having trouble finding positions where you're like, I can use all of my unique skills, gifts and talents in the world in, you know, this position, particularly if you are kind of a purpose driven person that consider entrepreneurship as a career path. Uh, And if you are, even if you're not a technical woman and you want to talk about this, reach out to me. I'm happy to have you pick my brain on this topic.
0: We've talked in multiple episodes about how being yourself, bringing your authentic self is very freeing and it helps you be successful. It helps you connect with people, whether it's your clients or whether it's your teammates. There's empowerment in doing what you want to do rather than feeling that you should do something. Stephanie gives us her take on empowerment.
1: Empowerment is something you are working on every single day. Um, So at its very core, empowerment to me is this belief that your words and actions matter and that you have agency in your own life and the lives of every person that you touch. There are people in the world who are very intimidated by strong, empowered women. But here's the thing, you, if you think to yourself, okay, I get to choose how I show up, that means you show up as a lead, as the leader you are, even if you have no one you're managing, you are a leader for yourself, other people see that, and then you empower not just yourself, but you give other people permission to be who they are and show up as themselves too.
0: Stephanie's book made a lot of women realize that they were not alone in facing these challenges in tech. People use her book to start conversations with their managers. Some people reached out to her personally to help navigate a situation and get ideas on how to bring in different views when you're the only woman in a room. Stephanie's journey inspired other women to come out and start being themselves.
1: We are dominoes in the universe. Uh, and so when you look at this and say, okay, I am going to be empowered by showing up as who I want to show up in the world, not what other people are telling me I should be, but who I am, you give other people permission to do the same. And just by doing that, you are doing an immense amount of good in a world that tells us all sorts of things we should be or should do. Don't shoot yourself to death. Empower yourself so that you can empower others.
0: In summary, there's freedom in being who you are. In fact, it's valued in many situations. This requires you to let go of old beliefs. It requires you to let go of that comfort of fitting in rather than standing out. And it gives you the confidence to walk into a room and feel comfortable regardless of who's there and who's not there. Because you're there to represent who you are. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to reach Stephanie, you can reach her at her website at www.engineersrising.com. Stay tuned to lead that thing by subscribing on any of the podcast platforms. And join me next week when I welcome another guest who's empowering women. Until then, lead that thing.